Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? We at Brave Enough understand that, and that is why we have partnered with BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not a self-help line. It is professional counseling done securely online. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own professional therapist. BetterHelp's Counselor Network offers a broad range of expertise that may not be available in many areas. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. Finally, BetterHelp is more affordable than offline counseling, and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Brave Enough Show listeners will get 10% off their first month. Just visit BetterHelp.com backslash Brave Enough. That's BetterHelp.com backslash Brave Enough to get your 10% off your first month. Or you could just follow the link in the show notes and join the over 500,000 people taking charge of their mental health today. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Brave Enough podcast. Grab some coffee, sit back or enjoy your drive and let's get authentic, real and into the good stuff. I'm your host, Dr. Sasha Shilkut, and I'm so excited to hang out with you today where we're going to talk about life and work and all the messy stuff in between. So get ready. In season two, episode 37, Sasha discusses how to grow in confidence. Now here's your host, Dr. Sasha Shilkut. Welcome to the Brave Enough Show. It's your host, Dr. Sasha Shilkut. I want to encourage you to check out my new course, which is what I'm going to be talking about today. It's probably the single most important factor that has allowed me to grow a business, find success, and what success is to me is having success at home and success at work. It's not just standing on stages, but it's actually really important for me to have peace and harmony in my family and have a balance in my life that I didn't have for a lot of years, which led me to burn out. And I've reflected on this as I wrote my recent book, Between Grit and Grace, and I realized that in order for me to really live my priorities, I had to have confidence. I had to have confidence that I could speak up and negotiate or that I could try new things or innovate. And I think I have talked to literally thousands of women. I lead thousands of women in my groups, on stages, when I go all over and speak to women all over the world. And I can tell you that whatever their struggle or challenges or whatever obstruction is in their way, if they don't have confidence, they can have all the advice and the tools in the world, but they're not going to overcome it. But the minute they get self-confidence and they see that spark and they realize that confidence is something that you have to grow... I see women achieving things that they never thought they could achieve. I teach this in my master class. I give lectures on confidence. And I really have been thinking for the last several months, like what are some foundational things I want to teach women? So I've created the Brave Enough Foundational Series. And the first foundation that we're going to be talking about is confidence. And so I have divined or designed a confidence course, not divined. Um, and I... I'm going to be starting that in June, but I thought today what I would do is give you a little sneak peek into why, like, why am I starting the confidence course? Why have I created this curriculum? Why have I gone to all this work to research it and put it into a course for women? It's because I really truly believe that women's voices matter. Our ideas matter. Our priorities matter. 
what our work matters, but for it to get out into the world and for you to find, you know, balance in your life, in your health, it requires confidence. And if you think that sounds kind of crazy, think about it. If you, if I was going to give you the task to spend an hour a day on your own health and well-being, that would probably require you to move around your schedule. You'd have to change some things. You'd have to swap out some things and you'd probably have to have several conversations, maybe with a spouse, maybe with your work, maybe with your children, maybe with your family, because you have to carve out. Like if I said, you're not going to get paid for your job or you're not going to have X, Y, Z, unless you document and you know, we're going to follow you around and see that you've spent an hour a day on yourself, your own health and well-being, not on email, not on your phone, but on yourself. That would require multiple probably conversations and negotiations. And those conversations and negotiations would require confidence. You would have to have confidence to convince or to negotiate for that time, just that hour a day, which many people would say, well, what is that really costing me? Well, it's, it's requiring whatever the cost is, it's requiring a ton of confidence. Okay. So even our own health depends on our own self-confidence. And I think for many years, I thought that confidence was something you were born with. You know, you see certain people moving through life very confidently and you think, gosh, I want to be like that. But oftentimes we'd think, well, I just wasn't born with that confidence. Maybe I grew up in an unsupportive environment. Maybe I grew up hearing a lot of negative things about myself, or maybe I just am a more quiet person and I don't have a lot of, I'm not in front of people. So I don't have that practice of being up in front of people. And then I think sometimes people also see people that are extroverted and they think, oh, those people are really confident, but that's not necessarily true either. Some of the most confident people in the world are people who quietly move through life, uh, defining their own success and outcomes because they're confident enough to believe that they can. And so I also hear a lot of times, you know, people have this myth of like, well, this destroyed my confidence. This failure destroyed my confidence. Well, sure. Your failures can really shake your internal core and make you think about yourself. But I would argue that a failure has an enormous impact in building our self-confidence. So that's what kind of one of the things I wanted to talk about today. I wanted to really talk about why confidence, why I'm so, I so, you know, passionate about this and why do women really need to work and to improve their self-confidence in our world? This is really important because so often we stop taking action or we prevent ourselves from taking a small actionable step towards our goal because we think we can't do it perfectly. And we don't want to fail at something or do even an 80% effort, um, or 80% right. So we don't do it. And what that happens is it creates a negative feedback loop that, uh, that really honestly hurts our confidence. So for example, say there is a job that is a promotion or new role that's coming up. There is science that says just applying for that job. Even if you don't get it, applying for that job can provide more confidence for you than not applying because you don't think that you're, you're going to get the job. So even, and, and this is really interesting, not only does it increase your confidence, but it also levels you up to everyone around you because they see you as a more confident person because you took the risk to apply for the job. 
So there's two benefits to that. But what oftentimes happens is two things. Either we see other people who are applying for the job or we, and we think uh, we're not, we are not as qualified or we read the job description and we think, well, we don't have 10 of those things. We only have nine of the 10 of those things. Well, let me tell you, the men apply when there's six out of 10. (laughs) God love them. So we should embrace that as women and we should do the same thing. Because there's science that says that even applying for the job builds your confidence and it also builds how other others view you as a confident person. And we know that one of the leadership traits that is agenic, meaning it's positive in both men and women, is confidence. Okay? So it's really important that we note that Number one, we don't let it stop us from applying for the job. But then the other thing that also happens that can hurt us, we apply for the job, we don't get it. And instead of saying, okay, but I'm really proud of myself because I applied for that job and I'm going to keep on applying till somebody takes notice, right? Until I'm so qualified for that, that they can't turn me down. What happens is we get rejected and then we let that failure give us negative feedback that, well, see, you should never have applied. You just, you, you weren't going to, you're not qualified. You're not good enough. And that hurts our confidence. So I would argue that we reframe that mindset and say, you know what? There, when we apply, it's going to build our confidence by taking action and it's going to level us up around everyone. I would also say that, um, another thing that I really want you to think about is that confidence is something that is, you work on daily. I call it a muscle. It really is. Meaning if you don't stretch a muscle, if you don't injure a muscle a little bit by lifting something heavy, by trying to go for a new thing, by creating an idea, by, by speaking up when you're around a table, by pulling up a chair and sitting at the table, by inviting yourself to the table, you won't grow your confidence. The only way that you can grow your confidence is by actually taking risks. Okay. And failure comes from taking risks and that's okay. It's normal. We have to change this mindset that failure is bad. We have to look at it as data collection. Everything you try that you'd fail to do or you don't get um, succeed at, you have to really embrace the word yet. Okay. This is the power of the word yet. We've talked about this in previous podcasts about how important it is to embrace a, a growth mindset and a growth mindset says, well, I didn't achieve it this time, but I'm going to, I just haven't yet. Okay. And that grows our confidence. The more we try and the more we fail, it grows our confidence, which can be so counterintuitive to our society because why we are inundated by social media and all social media shows is success, 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 success. Okay. We show our perfect, uh, outfits, We show our perfect selfies, our perfect angles. We brag about our kids' awards. Nobody goes on social media and brags when their kids doesn't don't doesn't get something or doesn't achieve something, right? No, we brag about our promotions. We brag about our perfect dinners. You know, we post pictures of beautiful plates of food. And so what we show is success. And so what we think is we can only grow confidence when we are successful. But the truth is the most confident people in the world have probably grown that way from failing. And to me, that's like awesome because I fail all the time (laughs) and it allows me to fail. It allows me to think of myself as not someone that has to strive for perfection all the time, but for someone who can try something and have it not work. I mean, can I tell you that how many times I've been thinking in the last years, I put together this confidence course going, but 
somebody's going to look at me and think, why is she, why does she think she can teach me to be confident? She's not perfect. She's not the perfect uh, mom. She's not the perfect doctor. She's made mistakes. She's not the perfect size. She doesn't look like a model. I don't want, I don't know that she can teach me anything about confidence. That's been my internal dialogue. And I've had to just shut it down because again, what is it doing? It's, it's stopping me from putting something out into the world and creating something that I really feel passionate about. I'm sure that there's going to be someone out there that doesn't connect with me on this level is, does that how I measure failure is by not getting perfection from my content or my curriculum. So I think all of us have to reframe our failures or what our success is to grow our confidence. It is a muscle. And that's amazing because that means that you could be born into a situation that wasn't wonderful, an environment that wasn't supportive. You could be in a toxic work environment right now even and still grow your confidence. That's pretty amazing. And that's why I feel so important about it. Um, And I feel so like, I'm so passionate, I should say, about it. I feel such importance around this topic because I think that it is the way that women live their priorities. And who doesn't want to live their priorities? If you think about the conflict or the stress in your life, it's probably been through times where you have a set of priorities and then you have a set of reality and those two things aren't meshing. I also want to think about confidence and well-being. Okay. So I want you to just go with me on this, on this kind of pathway right now, which is not currently what we hear in society. So I think people think of confident people as maybe really, you know, outspoken people or strong people or direct people or extroverted people, but confident people live their priorities and they put their well-being in order. You know, confident people are not afraid to say no. Confident people aren't afraid to set boundaries. Confident people aren't afraid to say, actually, the most important thing I can do for myself today is work and make sure to do a check-in with my self-care and my own health and well-being. That's what a confident person looks like. It requires confidence to find time for yourself every day and make sure that you are doing okay. That That's confidence. Um, I think some of the most unboundaried people are the least confident people I know because they say yes to everyone. They're afraid of letting other people down. They don't have boundaries around their own well-being. They don't have boundaries about around their own mental health. They don't know how to separate themselves from, you know, dramatic or toxic environments or people. So I think that confidence is directly tied to our well-being. And I think that that's something that we have to really change how we see our own confidence and what our confidence means to us. Because confident people are well people. They're people that have their priorities in check and know their boundaries and know their limits and know what they can and can't achieve based on what their well-being would suffer to do those things. Right. So, you know, there's been times in my life where I've been, you know, traveling here and there and standing on a million stages and giving, you know, talking to thousands of people and people would probably look at me during those times and go, wow, she's really confident. Well, there's probably been times in my life where I haven't been very confident because my well-being has slipped because I've overcommitted myself. So I think that it's really important that we see confidence as a foundation to our health and well-being. 
And I don't think you're going to hear that message out there, which is why I created the confidence course. The other thing I think is important. The last message is that you can be imperfect and confident. (laughs) Let me repeat that. You can be imperfect and confident. I mean, isn't that a great thing? That's amazing. Cause guess what? None of us are perfect. So it is perfectly okay for you to make mistakes and be confident about working on yourself at the same time. Don't you love that? I love that. It opens up grace for ourselves and forgiveness and grace for others. Because when we don't demonstrate grace to others, it's probably because we don't demonstrate grace to ourselves. We're really hard on ourselves. So we're really hard on other people. Some of the most critical people in the world of others, I can tell you that their self-critic is so stinking loud. They have the worst self-critic. They may not project that to others, but they do. So I want to tell you that you don't have to be perfect. You you don't have to achieve all these things to become a confident person. Confidence is something that starts in your mind. It's by learning how to see your failures, how changing your mindset around your actions and moving towards your goal. It's about removing those fears or doing it afraid. That's what con- where confidence comes from. And there's specific pathways to growing it. And there's a science to it. Part of it has to do with how we achieved as children. And then part of it has to do with how we achieve as adults when we mature that confidence and we mature into that growth mindset, which we may or may not have learned when we were a child. So I think it's something that I want to stress is it's not like living confidently is just, you know, walking around, you know, in four inch stilettos and a suit every day. That's not confidence. That's not what I'm talking about. Confidence is getting real with your internal voice, with your internal mindset and being brave enough to challenge your previous mindset of what those limiting beliefs were or how you saw yourself or how you stop yourself from moving forward because you think you have to be perfect in order to be successful. There's so many nuggets that we break down in the confidence course and it's graduated, meaning the first lecture is going to kind of take you back to the science of confidence and then it's going to convince you why it's so important to live confidently and then it's going to give you tools to embrace, to grow your confidence. Let me tell you, it's something I still struggle with. I created the course I needed. I wanted these truths in one central source so I could review them when I need them because there's things that I want to achieve in my life that I still am afraid to go for because I think, well, what, why me? Why me? Why, why would anyone listen to Sasha Shilkut on a podcast? Why would anyone take Sasha Shilkut's uh, confidence course? Well, you know, there's some people that won't, but there are some people that will, or that I could possibly help. And what if I don't put that out into the world? What's the, what's the negative downstream effect of that? But guess what? It's when we do, and when we take actions towards our goals that we grow our confidence. So I want to encourage you today. It's okay to not be perfect and still grow your confidence. It's totally okay to be a confident, perfect person and not be perfect. So I hope that you've enjoyed listening today. I want to encourage you to go to the Brave Enough website because basically we have tagged all of the resources there. So things are a lot easier to find. We have a self-assessment quiz. So if you go to the website and you're like, I don't really know what I need. I just need some inspiration. Take the quiz. It's going to pull up 
uh, resources, podcasts that my favorite podcasts, my favorite blogs I've written on that topic. And it's going to give you some resources right at your fingertips. So you don't have to search the website. So I really want to encourage you to take a class, join a community, invest in yourself. Women investing in themselves is so important. Don't wait for someone else to invest in you. You invest in you. Thank you for listening today. And I hope I've given you some encouragement. And as always, live brave. This episode has been sponsored by BetterHelp.com. Visit BetterHelp.com backslash brave enough to receive 10% off your first month. This has been an HSG production.